Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Can we preach? Is that okay? Are you okay? Are you fine? So we've been on a series for the past couple of weeks titled Being Family. And uh, we're just working on our internal stuff. So if you are a visitor, you might, you might not have context of some things. You can just quickly go and watch the, 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 the past sermons and you'll be able to kind of get the picture of where, where we are at. But I'll try to create as much context as possible this morning. And those that are joining us online, we trust that you have enjoyed the service until now and uh, that you are, you are catching up. So we have three kind of metaphors for stages that people uh, uh, go through in, in the church. And uh, we have the foyer, we have the lounge, and we have, we have the kitchen. And what is the foyer? The foyer is a space where you are new in a church and you are still sussing out the church. This is where you come to church and immediately after church you leave. You are not involved in anything. You are still flirting with the church. All right? You are still, you know, you, you, you have not committed yet. You don't know people. You don't want people to know you. You, don't, you, you, you come in and you go out quickly. You are not involved. You are not serving. You are not involved anyway. You are not in a small group. You are not doing anything. You are just in the foyer and you are enjoying the church, but you are not committing. Right? Now, some people, they stay too long in the foyer. The foyer is a time where you need to figure out if this is a church for you or not. Right? Even if they say you are slow, it can't take you two years to figure out if we are your church or not. Right? You know the ladies, they always complain and say, no, we've been dating for seven years and he hasn't said anything about marriage and you have been in the foyer in a church for seven years. So you and that guy, match made in Marabastat. Because <laughs> you're doing the same thing. So the foyer is a season where Sometimes in the foyer, you can decide that this is not my church. And what do you do? You go and find another church. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Guys, I know that we are a great church, but we're not a church for everyone. Some people are going to come here and they're going to find it just a little bit too loud, a little bit too expressive. And now someone is going to get offended that I didn't want to pray for their card. Right? So it's those kind of things. And that you can decide that, nah. This is not my church. You know what? Listen, man, we're not going to hate you. We're not running gangs, right? It's a church. If you, if you feel like, nah, it's not, my, it's not my type of vibe. No, man, listen, we pray. As long as you are not leaving church altogether, as long as you are not falling away from grace, as long as you are going to another church, we're like, man, in fact, that has happened to us. It has happened where someone was a partner and everything and then they sent us an email, me and my wife, and say, hey, you know what? I've been here. I'm just not fitting in. And I'll tell you this. 
We were sad, but not surprised. Why were we sad? We were sad because we loved the person. But why were we not surprised? Because lasagna. Like the people in this church, like Gunali, there's a screw that is not working. So if you are like an introverted person who just loves your peace, sometimes this, this congregation can be too much. So I, under, I apologize for, for some of the stuff they do. So I under, it, was a bit too, it was a bit too loud and too out there. And at the time, maybe she left too soon. At the time, it was still a lot of younger people. And the demographic of the church has changed. I think if she was still around right now, she would connect better because we are seeing that the gray hair is, is here. So now there's a, you know, it's no longer just uh, younger people. So, so there's that part where you are in the foyer. But in the church, you must move from the foyer and come to the lounge, right? So when you are here, you are just sussing the situation out. Then you must come to the foyer. When you come to the foyer, this is where you are truly connected. This is where you are connected. This is where you relate. This is where you start to get know, to know people. People start to get to know you. Now, a lot of people stay in the foyer because in the foyer, no one knows your business. But in the lounge, people know your business. So a lot of us, we prefer that because there, you know what, it's safe. No one knows about your business. You can do whatever you want. But now when you are here, someone knows your business, and there's someone who knows your business. Might you tell them it's a secret. They might tell someone else it is a secret, and then they tell someone else it's a secret, and then they tell someone it's a secret. So no one knows, but everyone knows, right? So that's what happens sometimes in the foyer, in the lounge. But this is where, here, when your mom passes on, we might find out after two months, and we did not support you, because we did not know you are not connected. But when you are here, immediately when something happens to you, we know. When you don't have food, we know. When you are sick, we know. When stuff happens to you, when you are in the foyer, we know you are connected, and you are part of the community. So eventually, if you are part of a church, you need to move from the foyer to the to the lounge, but you can't just stay in the lounge where now we know you and then we are, you know, we're doing counseling with you, we are having a good time, we are caring, we are just talking, we need to move from the lounge and go to the, to the kitchen. What do we do in the kitchen? What do we do in the kitchen? Really? Like a star. Or students. Uh, in the kitchen, <laughs> in the kitchen, in the kitchen, what do we do? We serve. In the kitchen, that's when we get our hands dirty. We start serving in the church. We start contributing. Here, it's about being comfortable. So here, your main concern is about you being comfortable. Here in the lounge, your main concern is about being connected. You want to be connected. And in the kitchen, your main concern is about contributing. And all of us, God has given us gifts so that we can eventually contribute. We, in a church, in a healthy church, we need to be connected and contributing. You can't say you are a part of a church if you are not connected and you are not contributing. It's an idea. You are just in the foyer. You are dating. And for a, for a little while, it's okay. We get it. 
but it can't be a, a thing of forever. Last week we spoke about the kitchen. We spoke about the kitchen and how it works. And we got probably about 30 to 40 people who signed up to serve in this church. Come on, guys. That is amazing. <laughs> so people have moved into the kitchen, right? And that's amazing. But can I tell you, some people, they need to move a bit from the kitchen and come to the lounge. Because if you come to the kitchen and you are not healthy, you are going to stab someone. You are going to cut someone. If you are not fit to be in the kitchen, you are going to cut someone. There's people who are in the kitchen and they are insecure. Now, every time they move something, when they move one chair, we must say thank you. When they, when they pick up a paper, we must say thank you. Good, like everything you do, Jay, I must come bow before your throne and say thank you. It shows that you are not, uh-uh, you still need to, to heal. You know, most of the fights we have in church is because we have people that are supposed to be in the foyer in the kitchen. They think that they can serve their way out of brokenness. The issue that you have still needs to be sorted. Don't just run to serve in the worship team. Hey, we need to sort out these issues. Otherwise, you're going to hurt people. <laughs> so, and as, as churches, as, that's why I said, guys, that's why I said, and I'm serious, that's why I said, if students fail, they can't be in the kitchen. They can't. So we can't just be happy and clapping hands that people are serving in the church while they are not healthy, while they are not progressive, while they are not passing then we are, not a, we are a church that just cares about the organization and not the people. So we need to be able to say, guys, Osi, you are not in a, in, a, in a sane place for you to serve. You must sit down and come to the lounge, even if it means we have to clap hands. For the sake of his health, we need to be willing to clap hands. We need to be willing to? Kirin. Knife. Someone must take these knives. Ah, ah, leave the knives. Right? So we need to. There are people that are in the, in the kitchen that are supposed to be in the, in the lounge. Because there's stuff that we need to deal, to deal with. And you need to be honest with yourself and say, hey man, where am I in my heart? How healthy am I? How secure am I? How, how, how... How prayerful, like what's my relationship with God like? How discipled am I? On a scale of one to two, what, you know, we can, we can see the gift. What is your relationship with God? How are you doing as a disciple? Yeah, we can see you are good as a drama, but how are you doing as a disciple of Jesus? Isn't it funny that as a church we are okay with people that are gifted, but they are not disciples? I went to an event recently, <laughs> and, and I was like, hey, it was nice at that, at that event. People are drinking, they're having a good time. And I look at all of them, I'm like, yo, you want gospel? All of them. I'm like, these are the, these are the worshipers in our country. I'm like, all these guys, they are there. The hippest and hottest 
bands that are making us lift our hands every single day. And I'm standing there, I'm like, yo. And guess what? Guess what? It's not that we don't know. We know, but they are gifted. Oh, they must, they must sing. They are gifted. They must play. We, I know we see that. It's fine. As long as they are playing for us so that we can get in the spirit, we are okay. So we are more concerned about how nice it is for us than the soul of this guy. So the soul of this guy is less important than us enjoying. So we're enjoying the gift of someone who is going to hell. And as long as we are enjoying the gift, we are fine. Because we are not willing to shut the kitchen and sit down and disciple people. The church of God needs to come to a point where the kitchen can be shut. If it means when a chill is, there's no one here on stage and we just start singing here, so be it. But ah, yo, so no, no, who? One guitar, we want that. That's why you are here. And guess what? If we come and say, guys, we are making the worship team sit down because we need to go through stuff with them, some of you are going to stop coming to church. Hey guys, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, naive. I know that some of you are not here for me. It's these guys. Plus, Vele, they are they are hooing. like they are. They are hot, hot as they are. If their life is take a taking, they will sit down. And not to condemn them, but to say, Hey man, how are you doing? How are you doing? Because some of these things, it's not even a sense of sin. It's a sense of brokenness and they're finding healing in the wrong place because as the church, we are not sitting down with them and saying, hey man, how are you doing? So the only friendships they have is those kind of friendships. Here, we are happy as long as they are playing. Now, in the, in the Bible... There's two stories of men who were, who were crippled, right? The one is the guy who was at the pool of Bethesda. We know the story, right? Yeah. The other one was the Mark 4, the guy whose friends brought him in, four friends, through the roof. You remember the story? Yeah. Good. See, at least you guys know something, Niana. Those two men, they had a similar condition, but they were surrounded. They had different kind of community. They had the same condition, but different kind of communities. And that's what determined how they processed out of that. The Bible says in John 5, Then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holidays, and inside the city near a ship gate, there was a pool called Aramic, the house of the living, of the loving kindness. And the pool, is around, the pool is surrounded by five covered porches. Listen to that. It says hundreds of sick people were lying there on the porch. The others were paralyzed. Others were blind. Others were crippled. And others 
and all of them were waiting to be healed. How many people were there? Hundreds. How many people were there? Hundreds. Does, does that make sense? Hundreds of people, they were waiting. Some were paralyzed, could say. Some were blind. Some were crippled. Hundreds. Right? And then it continues. At this story, I, I love the story. It says, for the angel of God would periodically discern into the pool and stir the water. And the first one to step into the pool after the water was, was stirred would instantly be healed. Now there was a man who had been lying there disabled for uh, 38 years lying among the multitude of the sick. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that this man had been crippled for a long time. So Jesus said to him, do you truly want to be healed? The sick man answered, sir, is it there on the screen? The sick man answered, sir, what does it say? There's no way I can get healed for I have yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. For I have For I have What do you mean you have no one when there's hundreds of people around you? How does that make sense? I'm like, what do you mean you have no one when there's hundreds of people around you? The difference is sometimes we are surrounded, but we are not supported. The people that are surrounding us, they are just as sick as us, and there they cannot do anything for us. You're walking around with people that are just surrounding you, but they're not supporting you. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, let's go to, quickly, let's go to... Uh, um, Mark 5, Mark 5, uh, Mark 2, Mark 2, Mark 2, Mark 2. Are you at Mark 2? I want to show you something. Mark 2, in 5, 4, 3, 2, ah. What does it say? How many men? How many men? How many men? Four men. The other one had hundreds. This one had just four because it's not in the number of people. It's in the quality of the people. If you have quality people, you get healed. But if you have people that are sick as you, you are going to be stuck there. It's not in the number. It's in the quality. We're running after quantities. We are surrounded by many people, but we don't have people of quality. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Judah and Poloko, come through. I want to show you what, what is happening here. So, Judah, you stand, Poloko, you stand here, and then Judah, you stand here, right? And then, um, I need volunteers, right? I need, uh, yeah, come through. I need, I need six volunteers. I need six volunteers, yeah. No, it does yeah, hopefully, yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, come through, come through, sure, sure, yeah, just stand behind them, right? So, uh, guys, help me, my, my eyes are not, are not very clear. Poloko and Judah, almost similar size, right? Right? They're almost, they're almost the same, right? A bit of height, but in terms of weight, uh, sharp. Now, I want you to come this side, right? I need one more person here. I need one more person here. You have seven. Okay. 
I need one more. Come, come, come. Uh, right. Now, uh, I want you to go and grab that thing. Go and grab the weight. Puluko, no, not you. Puluko and you. Yeah, grab the weight. Grab the weight. All right, put it down. Put it down. Put it down before you hurt yourself. Looks like, yeah. All right? Now, I want to show you what happens when we think we are surrounded only to find that, when we think we are supported only to find that we are surrounded. Right? I want both of you guys to, to, to take this thing and, and lift it like 10 times, right? No, no, no. I want you to lift it 10 times, right? But I want the both of you guys to hold his hand. I want the four of you, in fact, come, join them, join them, join them. You two, join them. Hey, sorry, jo join them. I, I think we need more. Come, join them. Right? Right? What I want you guys to do, I want you to cheer him up. I want you to clap for him. Judah, go, Judah, go, Judah, go, Judah, go, Judah. That's what I want you to do. I want you to, to cheer him up. And you guys must just be quiet and just hold his hands and just. Let's go. All right. One, two, three, four. You see, the problem with us as Christians, we have a lot of people who are just cheering us on, and we don't need people who are cheering us on. We need people who are helping us carry stuff. We have a lot of people who are saying, hey, you are doing well. I don't want someone to tell me I'm doing well. I want someone to help me to carry this thing. I don't want someone clapping for me. I want someone helping me to carry life. The Bible says the one guy had hundreds of people. The other one had only four. Because it's not in the quantity of people. It is in the quality of people. We don't need people cheering us on. We need people carrying us up. We're busy surrounded by people. When you sin, they clap hands. When you lie, they clap hands. When you don't come to church, they clap hands. And you say, no, these are my true friends. They accept me just as I am. Yeah, they're going to accept you just as you are. You know why they accept you just as you are? They know that if they help you up, you're going to be better than them. So they, they, would, they would rather just, they know you're not going to make it. Yeah. Even if they are cheering, they know you're not going to make it. If someone comes along and tries to help you, they're going to be jealous. The very people who are cheering you on, if someone comes along and they realize, oh, they are making noise, and they, let's, let's, let's go, and they, they, they help you out, they, they, they're like, okay, let's do it. They are going to start getting jealous. Oh, Judah has changed. Oh, Judah, this and this. Why? Because they were not hoping that you will win. They were just making noise. But now someone is helping you, and now they are jealous because they are seeing that your life is changing, and you are moving quicker. You are moving forward. 
там у вас. Says, the Bible says, and hundreds. So this guy had hundreds. The Bible says, and four men came carrying him. In the lounge, you get carried. When you move to the lounge, you see the problem with some Christians is that because we are surrounded by so many friends, we think we are okay. We think, nah, I'm good. We think, ah, nah, I'm good. You have not, you're not even stopped to evaluate the quality of the people. You've not even stopped to evaluate the quality of the people. You are just excited to be surrounded. Sometimes you must, you must, you must, you must, you must do a, 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 a stress test and send to your ten closest friends and say, guys, please send me voice notes of you praying for me. You are going to see things. You are going to realize that you are naked and ashamed. You are going to realize that you are not covered at all. You just don't ask for your wallet. Just say, guys, just send me a one-minute prayer praying for me. You are going to realize that, hey, those I will pray for you that they've been saying, ha, sometimes you are in trouble because of their prayers. Don't. The problem is the only thing you ask for is your wallet. You must, you must ask them, listen man, what, what qualities, what God qualities do you see in me? Just, just two. <laughs> what, what is your greatest wish over my life? What, what do you think God has called me for? You just ask them, just, just send me a voice note. Not show me, you know. Ha. Then you realize that I, you are surrounded by hundreds. The Bible says, the Bible qualifies these people. It says hundreds of people were lying there. The first thing the Bible says, they were paralyzed. Number two, it says they were blind. Number three, it says they were crippled. What does it mean? They were paralyzed. They could not stand. They stood for nothing. The Bible says they were blind. What does that see? It means they cannot see. They see nothing. The Bible says they were crippled. They cannot walk. They are not going anywhere. You are surrounded by people who cannot stand, who cannot see, who are not going anywhere, and you think you are safe. He says they were paralyzed. They were blind. They were crippled. They were there, but they were paralyzed. We don't want presence. We want presence that has capacity. It's the thought that counts. The time for that is over. No, it's not the thought that counts. It's the action that counts. Your thoughts are not going to get me healed. Your thoughts are not going to get me to school. You're not, your thoughts are not going to help me get my act together. It is your action when you come to me and say what you're doing is not right. 
Regardless of how much you can think, it's not going to change my behavior. It's only when you confront me and talk to me. But because you are crippled, you have no sense of conviction. Everything I do, you are okay with it. Because you are paralyzed. You are paralyzed. Are the people who are around you, are they standing or are they paralyzed? The lounge. Some of us were in lounges, we must leave. It is, it is fun, but it is fruitless. Let me tell you guys, people that, that have loose morals, they are fun to hang around with. Pasalon Labora. Labora straight, like. You must go to people who, who, who their relationship with God is, is taking. You will have the time of your life. It's nice there. It's nice. It's fun. But it's fruitless. After five years, all you have is selfies and Facebook reminding you what happened five years ago. All you are sharing is, hey, homie, do you remember five years ago when we were so-so? When people are sharing share certificates, when people are sharing pictures of babies, pictures, they are sharing their anniversary, when not the only thing you have is Facebook anniversary. Because Facebook has seen, or some of you are not going anywhere, let's let Arba Faith's anniversary. The Bible says they were, they were, they were crippled, they were paralyzed, and they were blind. They had no vision, they had no conviction, they had no motion. Yet they were surrounding him. To the point where Jesus comes, hey guys, listen to this. Jesus comes and says, hey bro, why, don't, why are you not healed? Even this guy realizes that he has in there. Even Jesus, even this guy, paralyzed as he is, he's like, ah, Jesus, I want to move tomorrow. There's hundreds of people. This guy himself, he realizes that, listen, Jesus, there is no one here. He recognizes that, man, there's no one. Some of us, there is no one. We are out weekend on weekend. We are, our, we, we are having the time of my life, our lives, but there is no one. Is it possible that if there was someone, this guy shouldn't have stayed 38 years? In fact, it is true. Because he says, there is no one to help me into the pool. So... If there was someone to help me into the pool, Valentine, what is he saying? He's saying the solution is there. I just don't have people who are strong enough to help me into the solution. He said, it's not that God does not bring the angel. It's not that God doesn't bring the breakthrough. It's not that God doesn't bring the healing. It's not that God doesn't bring the wholeness. I don't have people who can usher me. I don't have midwives who can usher me into giving birth. 
He says, when the angel comes, that means he sees the promise. He sees the breakthrough. He just doesn't have anyone to help him. He just doesn't have anyone to help him. And then, on the other side, they say, they came carrying him. Just their entrance, it makes a statement. They came carrying him. Look at the caliber of people. The Bible says, and when they saw that there was no room, they went up the, the caliber of people. When they saw that there's a blockage, they made a plan. When they saw that there is a hindrance, they made a plan. When they saw that there is a challenge, they made a plan. The caliber of people, the type of people. They're like, man, you are not going to stay like this. We are going to make a plan. We are going to make a plan. There were people that had vision. They see a problem. They're like, no, we're go vision can see beyond the challenge. Vision sees beyond obstacles. If you are traveling with people who have no vision, you go nowhere. These guys, they come in. Listen, we don't hear of any obstacle. In John 5, these ones, they those ones, all they needed to do was to throw themselves in the pool. Or they could have just pushed the guy into the pool. That's all they needed, just, just a nudge. They couldn't even do that. Because those that had feet, their eyes, they can't find you. They can't find your destiny. They can't find your gifting. They can't find... They have feet, but they can't, they can't see anything. And those that can see, oh, shame. They want to stand and support you, but... Ah, yeah. They can't help you. Guys, there are people that are around you that want to help you but they can't because they themselves need help and you need to be able to identify them and say you know what children I think we need to kind of like find other people who will help us grow because me and you is just the blind leading the blind the Bible says they came in quacks and they saw that there was no way in. They're like, let us make this up. Yours. How show me Ubon? Rezami. Ubon Iluenaura. You have people that are constantly giving you excuses and not results. They accept your excuses. These guys, they say, Okay, there's a challenge. Is Jesus in there? Yeah. They say, we can see, but is Jesus in there? We can see what is blocking it, but is Jesus in there? What is the price? We are going in there. Our friend is not going to lie like this forever while we are enjoying ourselves. And, Steve, imagine right now, we, we put you on a stretcher. And we take you up the roof. Hey, it will be a fight. It will be a fight. 
You're not going to just say, oh, yeah, guys, take me off the roof. It's fine. You, the person you are trying to help, you're going to fight. It's, can you imagine this guy saying, ah, don't, don't take me up there, buddy. Hey, we are taking you up. Because you need to have people around you who are not going to listen to you, who are not so overly impressed with you that they cannot tell you that, ah, you are wrong. You are not going there. You need people who are around you who say, hey, your wife needs you. You are going home. Whether you like it or not, they say, we are going home. They're like, yeah, we are going to have fun. When are you going home? You, that's what another friend of mine, I won't mention that name, yesterday, they said, you are married, go home. I was like, ah, most, we have plans, you are married. Guys, be, run away from friends who are overly impressed with you. The people whom they can't tell you the truth because if they are afraid of losing you. So, here's the thing, Puli. They are afraid of losing you, but they, are, they don't mind you losing yourself. Because if, if they are not helping you, you are busy losing yourself while they are gaining you. And guess what? They are gaining a rubbish version of you. They are okay with that because that rubbish version of you makes them comfortable with their rubbish. The problem is the minute you are healed, their sickness is going to be highlighted. So, ah, Bible says, and they, they took him up. Men of creativity, men. They don't complain. They create. Can I tell you one thing? They are not going to complain with you and create with you. You choose one. They are not going to gossip with you and preach the gospel with you. You choose one. They are not going to be jealous with you and be joyful with you. You choose one. They are not going to criticize with you and create with you. Nah. It's either you get one or the other. You're going to find that the, the, the friend of yours, whom you are the most critical with, you are the less productive with. Are you surrounded or are you supported? Where are you at? Are they saying it's time I must stop talking because my mic is... is can you still hear me? Is that, okay, there we go. Ah, Pandu, why, why are you doing this? He says, Muruti, we have heard enough. Who's surrounding you? Who's supporting you? What is the quality of the people? And the Bible says, and they opened someone else's house you see the people that are desperate enough for you to get well they will open they will vandalize someone else's house if it means you coming to jesus they will break open someone else's house if it means you come into health 
They will do whatever it takes if it means that you are going to be fine. If it means that your marriage is going to be fine. They are willing to do whatever it takes. Courageous people. Courageous people. They go. They open the roof. They are creative. They are courageous. They have conviction. The people who can say to you, you are not going to quit. You are going to fight. Not the people who are going to say, I'm going to be a samurai. You must, like you must be careful of people who nest your weakness and avoid your strength. They nest your weakness. Oh, show me nice. And you can understand. You must, you must, you must surround yourself with people say, Amen. I know it's tough, but we're going to fight. I know it's tough, but we are going to fight. Who's surrounding you? Who's supporting you? These two men had a, an identical problem. The difference was the quality of their community. The difference was the quality of their community. What is the quality of your community? What are they standing for? What do they see? And where are they going? People you spend the most of your time with, what do they stand for? What do they see? And where are they going? The lounge. That's why when Moses, when the children of Israel were fighting, Moses was standing on a hill, and the Bible said, as long as his hands were up, the Israelites were winning the battle. But Moses' hands got tired. Moses' hands got tired. Because listen guys, even Moses was strong in Egypt, but a time came when he was tired. Moses was strong in the wilderness, but a time came when he was tired. He was strong in front of the Red Sea, but a time came when he was tired. Because regardless of how strong you are, a time will come where you get tired. Regardless of how rich you are, a time will come where you get tired. Regardless of how connected you are, a time will come where you get tired. The problem is who's holding up your hands. The Bible says, and there were, there were, there was Nam and Joshua. They were, they were holding his hands. These two people 
were allowing a nation of two million people win because they were just holding his hands my question is who is holding up your hands and let me tell you they could not have been holding up Moses's hands unless they were standing themselves unless they were strong enough themselves Moses did not just choose anyone he chose the people who could handle the strength they were because they're like Moses was given a destiny and that destiny was to deliver the children of Israel and we're going to help him get there we're going to help him win this battle we're going to allow him to to get to what God has called him for we're going to help him to reach what God has called him for we are committed to him reaching the destiny that God has called him for you need people around you says man you are not going to fake we will be here when you are tired we will hold you up We will hold you up. Some of us, we have not given birth because our midwives are pushing the baby back in. They're pushing the purpose back in. Destiny help us in your life. Oftentimes, they are going to annoy you. You're going to feel like this guy is too much on my neck. He's not giving me a time to breathe. And I tell you something, my brother. I always say the same. If someone is willing to steal with you, they will soon steal from you. If they are willing to steal with you, soon they will steal from you. Today it's nice because you guys are stealing together. But when you wake up and you want to go for your destiny, they are going to steal from you. Are you surrounded? Or are you supported? Do you have friends? Or do you have fans? The nature of your relationship fun? Or is it fruit? The nature of your relationship popularity? Or purpose? What are you doing? We're moving to the lounge. Thank you guys. We're moving to the lounge because each and every one of us here, we have a destiny that must be given birth to. And we need people, like-minded people, who will carry us through. And that's why we started small groups in the church. Because we're saying in the small group, we're like, man, go and conquer out there. But you need to come back and get your strength here. You can't keep running out there 
without strength here. It's not going to work. Sooner or later, you're going to get tired. There must be people you have brought close enough that they can be able to carry you. Because can I tell you something, guys? There are people right now who are cheering you on, but when the time comes, they won't have enough strength to carry you up. There were 2.5 million Israel, Israelites that left Egypt. When Moses was tired, only two could carry his hands. The rest were busy doing what? Complaining about manna, making false gods, and doing all kinds of things. Fine. You can be out there. Hey, hey, hey. You see, guys, I have, I have three people in my life, right? When I preach, they don't clap. I don't even expect a clap from them. My wife said to me, those are the people you must keep as your friends. When they see me, they don't see a pastor, pastor who gives you, ah, all what you are seeing here. No. Those are the people they call me, they're like, uh-uh, that, now you're out of line. I intentionally keep those in My wife said, you must make sure, regardless of how far you go in life, make sure that you don't lose these friendships. Because she knows that as I go up, a lot of people are just, the only thing they're going to do is they're going to clap for me. Everything I do, they're going to clap. It says, surround yourself with people. They're going to look like, ah, 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 oh. Yeah, okay, that was good, sharp. But who do we like? We like the ones that are always clapping for us. Which ones do we like? The ones who are so impressed with us. To them, we are like sliced bread. Like they, we, are, we are perfect. Nah. Find people who say, yeah, I know there's someone. He's here. He's going to say, yeah, the sermon was good, but it was too long. One thing. I want, he says, I always expose him. So today I'm not going to call him by name. You must have people around you who don't entertain every complaint. They're, when you are, they're, they're like, okay, whoa, what did you do about it? But we only achieve that in the kitchen, in the lounge. And so we've created small groups as a church because we want to create a safe space for you to grow. So if you take out your phone, if you, if you go to take out your phone, that's if, that's if, so number one, if you're part of the church, not even, even if you're not part of the church, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, but you want to join a small group. You say, hey man, I need a life-giving small group. I want to join a small group. I want to be part of a small group. So go to Muso Church, Muso Church, Google Muso Church dot org dot Muso Church dot org dot org I'm on. Yes, musochurch.org.za. Are you there? Yes. Ah. Someone, someone with an iPhone just got the password. Just got my, is logging on to my internet. It's fine. I see you. I just shared my password with you now. So if you are there at musochurch.org.za, there's a, 
there there's about there's connect you press on connect and then there is baptism discipleship and then there's groups then you press on groups resource what are they getting resource limit is reached I don't know what that means uh, maybe there's too many of us yeah I don't know but here's the here's here's what I want you to do I think there's too many of us on the site so if 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 you get if you go to the website you go to connect on connect you go to groups and then you just fill in that uh, that that thing I want to join a small group just fill in yes scroll 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 so you just fill that in and then you indicate there uh, help us know you better are you married are you single are you a single parent are you a student are you a young adult are you single and have been single for a very long time you know yeah. I think we forgot that one but yeah yeah you know you just select there and then we'll just quickly put other there or on the interest you can just you can just on the interest there just uh, specify what it, where exactly you are and then this week we promise that we're going to give you a call just to ensure that we we get you connected right so we're going to call you and try to get to know you better and make sure that you are in a group that 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 can serve you right because we're gonna only win so there are people that are already in groups so if you're in groups it's fine there are people that are not this is an opportunity for you to belong there's an opportunity for you to belong. This is where you're going to grow. I sense in my heart that there's people who are living with a sense of delay. They feel like you've been trying to move forward but you just you just feel like man every time I come close I get delayed things are, are, are it's almost 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 if you are here if everyone can just close our eyes and if you are here you can just quickly stand up be like man I, I feel a sense of delay in my life I should be further than this. I know I should be further than this I have a promise from God that I should be further than this. But amen, I am. I'm battling to move forward. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.